Hello, friends. This episode is about judging. I was driving to church the other day, and in my mind, I was complaining about someone. I realized that I was judging the person, even though I have done the same thing, just not as bad. Right about the time I had that thought, I passed a church sign that read, Judge not that you be not judged. I laughed out loud because I was certain that God was speaking to me, and I knew that was the subject for the next podcast. So here you go. I think we live in a very judgmental culture. We judge people who are different from us. We judge people who disagree with us politically. We judge people who treat us in a way we don't like. We judge people who don't support the same social causes that we do. There's a lot of judging going on. And even though most people agree that judging is bad, we all judge. There's an episode of a TV show called My Name is Earl. A character on the show does some pretty bad things, like pretending to have cancer and losing her family's savings in business by gambling. When she gets caught, she says, I can't help it. Don't you judge me. I think this illustrates some confusion about what it means to judge a person. Does it mean I can't correct my teenager who's getting involved in drugs? No. If I love him, I will do everything I can to keep him from that path. Does it mean a family member can't correct a sister or brother who's having an affair? Of course not. That's called fraternal correction. Sometimes we're supposed to talk about what someone is doing wrong. I wish when I was in my 20s that someone corrected me because I was going down a bad path. How about someone who's in recovery from addiction, telling a user that drugs are bad for them? Who better to correct a user than someone who's been there? These things are good, correcting someone we love. We aren't much of a Christian if we don't speak up about right and wrong. The most well-known scripture about judging is from Matthew 7, 1-3. Judge not, lest you be judged. Jesus goes on to say, Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye? but do not see the wooden beam in your own. Then he calls them hypocrites. The point Jesus makes is that we often criticize others for doing the same thing we do. It could be that we do it to a lesser degree, but the action is the same. Let me give you an example. I find out that a friend lied to me, not once, but often, and about many different things. So she's a liar and not to be trusted. I write her off and tell others why. Later, I mislead someone else about a situation that makes me look bad. I am being dishonest. My friend was dishonest with me, and I was dishonest as well. What's the difference? Maybe the degree is different, but in both cases we were doing the same thing. So if I judge my friend because of her dishonesty, I'm a hypocrite. The thing is, I can excuse my own behavior because I know my intentions were not bad. I don't give my friend the same consideration. Her intentions are assumed to be bad and mine are assumed to be good. So I excuse my fault and criticize my friend. I can fool myself. I cannot fool God, but I am great at fooling myself. There's a saying, there but for the grace of God go I. For the longest time, I didn't get it. I thought, I have control over my own life. I do the right things and good things happen. I overcame difficulties. If I did it, why couldn't they? 
I would never do what they do. And then I got to know people who grew up differently than I did, people whose lives were more challenging and who had to deal with things I never had to deal with. If I had been in their situation, would I have turned out the same? Who knows? But now I can at least have some compassion towards them, knowing that where I am spiritually and emotionally is a gift of God. It is God's grace that has brought me to where I am today, not me. Yeah, I had to cooperate with God and respond to His will, but maybe it's easier for me because of how I grew up. I don't know. But I want to judge people less and acknowledge that I could have turned out the same if I had all the same experiences they had. There, but for the grace of God, go I. Another time we tend to judge quickly is people who struggle with sins that we're not tempted with. That person is a kleptomaniac. They're such a bad person, taking what doesn't belong to them. I hope they get arrested. Well, I am not tempted to steal. I would get no thrill in finding ways to steal from a store without getting caught. I would actually be terrified that I would get caught. There is no struggle for me there to resist, so it's easy to condemn that sin. But maybe I struggle with gossip. I like to hear the latest dirt about what's going on in the neighborhood or at church or at work. Am I as quick to judge those who gossip as I am those who steal? Probably not. I understand that temptation to gossip in a way I can't understand the temptation to steal. And that makes it a little easier to judge those who are tempted in ways that don't tempt me. Maybe your area of judging is directed to Christians. I know someone who church hops. They try a church for a while and find something about the people there that doesn't meet their standards, and so they leave. They keep looking but can't find the perfect place because each place has imperfect people. If that's how you're judging, chances are you'll never find the right church because there isn't one without broken people, which is good because if there was a requirement like that, I would be kicked out. I'm not perfect. Ask my husband. When I get on my high horse complaining about someone, even if it's just in my head, I need to stop and ask myself, what behavior am I criticizing? And I have to look at myself and say, do I do the same thing, even if it isn't to the same degree? So what's the difference between judging and fraternal correction? And how can we recognize when we're doing it wrong? Because when we recognize what we're doing, it's the first step in making a change. So what's the difference? I propose that it's in our heart. Fraternal correction comes from love and concern. I had a friend who was doing some pretty bad things. In the beginning, I told her what she was doing was morally wrong, and I was obviously judgmental about it, both in my heart and in the way I spoke. But one day, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, I spoke out of love. I said, you know this is bad for your family and bad for your soul. I wasn't judging her. I was pleading with her to open her eyes to the darkness of what she was doing and the damage it was causing. It was a turning point in our relationship. Correcting out of love is good. It's not judging. It's telling the truth and helping another person make a change that they need. So, then what's happening in our heart when we judge? There are lots of possibilities, but here are some. We, maybe we feel superior. We are so much better than them because we would never do that. Or maybe we want revenge. 
They hurt me, and they need to be punished. I will never let them forget it. Maybe we embrace our victimhood. Poor me. I've had to deal with so much. I am a great martyr. Or we could seek allies. They did wrong. Don't you agree? Are you on my side? You can see in each of those situations where our ego gets in the way of true charity, true compassion, true concern for the other. I may may feel better after judging, but if I'm a Christian, I will not look better. I might look petty or mean or hateful. None of those are virtues that we should desire as Christians. Judging comes from our tendency to compare ourselves to others. Jesus didn't advise us to do that. He often said the opposite. Stop paying attention to others, and you, follow me. He said that to Peter in John chapter 21. Jesus tells Peter how he will die. Then Peter points to John and asks Jesus, well, what about him? Jesus tells Peter, don't worry about him. You, follow me. Jesus is always telling us not to worry about the other person's sins, but to look at our own, accuse ourselves first, and try to grow in holiness. I can feel better about myself when I see the big sins of others in the world. At least I'm not like them. But that attitude keeps me from recognizing my own faults. And if I don't see my own faults, how can I grow in holiness? How can I advance in virtue? God has given us a standard. We aren't measured by the goodness or badness of the rest of the people in the world. We can always find a Hitler or a Stalin and feel good that we're better than that. But maybe I should try to compare myself to a Mother Teresa or Pope John Paul II. I wouldn't look quite so good in that comparison. But I always want to strive for the good. Scripture tells us that we have no right to judge anyone. Judgment belongs to God alone. I cannot determine if someone is going to heaven or hell. Only God knows the heart. So when I start judging, and I do, I have to catch myself. I have to stop myself. I can say that's a bad thing they're doing. But I have to resist the desire to label them a bad person because of it. Are there bad people out there? Yes, there is great evil in our world today. Can God do something in those evil situations? Yes, he can. Judging writes those people off. Prayer lifts them up in hope that God transforms their lives. Prayer brings God's comfort into the lives of people who are victims of that evil. Prayer reminds us that God prevails, that the light overcomes the darkness, and we go forward in hope. So, in summary, it's okay to correct someone who's doing wrong. It's more than okay. It's a good thing. But the way we do it matters. It's okay to call out bad behavior and injustices. But check your heart first so you can do it with charity, always desiring God's will be done in the situation, and always trusting that God can bring good out of anything. Now, here are two questions for you to bring to prayer. Question one, when am I most tempted to judge others? What are the situations or behaviors that lead me to judge and what motivation is in my heart in those moments of judging? And question two, how can I change my heart to care more about the soul of the person I judge? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. 
May God bless you in just the way you need today.